to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Beyond Oasis for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Beyond Oasis was developed by Ancient and published by Sega in Japan in December of 1994. It was then released in North America and Europe in March of 1995. That is a late release for the Sega Genesis lifetime, huh? (laughs) Very late. And Ancient was a game developer founded in uh, 1990 by Yozu Koshiro and his mother. Oh, wow. Cool. (laughs) And uh, Yozu was a composer. Uh, He worked on Ease 1 and Ease Mm -hmm. 2, Legacy of the Wizard, Revenge of Shinobi, Act Razor, Streets of Rage. Yeah, that's the whole series, too, he did the music for. He's he's one of the greats of all time, you know, yeah. musically. Yeah. And it's interesting that he started this company as the sound guy. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I, I knew he was in Ancient, but I didn't realize he was, like, the top dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, Ancient themselves worked on a lot of games. They started with Sega uh, and the Game Gear, and they did the Master System slash Game Gear version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Which I've heard isn't bad, uh, which seems weird, but uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> never tried it. They're also the ones responsible for Act Razor 2, which we have not done yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, of course, this game, Beyond Oasis. Now, in Japan, this game was known as Thor, a successor of Light. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't understand. Thor does not I... seem to match the visuals I'm getting throughout any of this game. Yeah, uh, it's it's got some strangely incongruous... Incongruous? visual you know what i mean where it's like i don't know we'll we'll talk about it later but i think this is one of goofy in that regard yeah i think this is one of the rare instances where we actually got the better title oh yeah i could see yeah yeah that's true Uh, and then finally this game there's not a lot about it online but it did have a prequel that was released after this for the sega saturn which is just coming out and that was called the legend of oasis right right yeah i my time with the saturn was far too too short and sweet but uh Bill had the Saturn, I, yeah, I right? I never got to play that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's the only time I've ever seen it or played it was when he briefly here. had yeah. it. It was like, all I really remember is playing like... Marvel? Or was that X-Men? Well, Panzer Dragoon. He, they, we had, he had Scud, Industrial oh, yeah. Evolution, and, uh, and Dragon Force, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nick, what kind of game is Beyond Oasis? Well, Eric, it is a it's an overhead action RPG. Yeah, it truly is. Very much in the same vein as Zelda or Zelda A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's got its own identity with some weird stuff that we'll get into kind of, but um for the most part, that's what it, it is. Yeah. Now, in this game, you can jump. Yeah, a rare, a rare treat for many uh overhead games. Yeah, and it's not a bad jump. Uh it's kind of takes a moment to get used to, but once you do, it's you know you can pretty much do whatever you need to with it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's not the game doesn't demand a lot of you jumping wise, you know. No, that's correct. There's only one part that it does, and that's optional. But uh, when you hold down the same button to jump, you can crawl or duck. Yeah, yeah. So pretty cool, but not my favorite double mapping of a. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, oh yeah. Which, but. I got used to it eventually, but... There was also plenty of times where I also ducked instead of jumping. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> it gets kind of frustrating. So It's like, I want to jump out of here. Nope, I'm ducking. Taking the low road. But of course, the main form of interaction in this game is your attack, and that attack is at the beginning with a knife. Yeah, you have your... I'm mm, not sure what they call it, but it's like your default I think knife. It's the Ali knife. That, the Ali knife, yeah. So, And that is the only weapon that has infinite uses all the rest are you know they, they break they have a durability score kind well of. that's not true but all the ones you can find normally have a durability score well, yeah there are yeah. other infinite weapons that's true uh but when you use this knife uh you have more than one thing you can do with it with the same button so that's kind of interesting uh if you just tap it you do like a stab and if you hold it down for more than a tap you get a slash 
Yeah, and if you hold it down, it's like he'll hold his arm back like he's ready to do it whenever you release it. So kind of attacks on the, the negative edge of that mm-hmm. button press. Useful when you're waiting for a enemy to charge you. Yeah, yeah. You can't move while you have it back there, though. It's kind of, that kind of sucks, but, you know, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, same. And then you have your magic button. And at first, it just shoots out a light ball. Yeah, it comes out of your, your armlet, and you'll use this once you progress a little bit into the game and you start getting your your spirits that come with you, these like elemental spirits. And then we'll go into it more once we get to those spirits, but um, each spirit has a thing it can do for a tap, a double tap, and then a long press. Yeah, yeah. They all have their, their own commands you can give them, which is pretty cool. Now, like most action RPGs in this game, you do have hit points and magic points. They're both displayed in uh, uh, kind of confusingly. Sometimes it's on the right, depending on which way you're heading. You know, you have two meters, kind of Mega Man style, except they're on top of each other. And then when you start, if you're heading to the right, it'll appear on the left side of the screen, the heads up display, and it'll flip sometimes when you're heading the other way. And it, that really, like, I, it didn't really cause me problems, but it's like, a, it, that's a weird choice, yeah. I think, that uh, ends up being Well, especially because you. when you're fighting an enemy, their hit bar takes the opposite side yeah so it's just flipping the it's really i don't know it's kind of strange it is now you do go up levels in this game but it's a weird system it is yeah because you you don't really get experience points just enemies sometimes drop hearts which then basically level you up and is there like rhyme or reason to that i think okay i i did some reading into that and it seems to, I don't know, I read ways where they're like, yeah, you can really trick it into spawning extra hearts where they're like, get down to uh, one eighth or less mm-hmm. of your life. And then you have to get hit by an enemy and then kill that enemy that hit you. And it will give you a heart, they say. Hmm. I'm not, I didn't really test it because I, I found them to be, you know, relatively, I, I always had plenty. I, I didn't really feel the need to grind for, for them, you know. Right. And when you go up levels, what increases your hit points and magic points? Anything else? Uh, your attack power, I think. Uh, I think it just kind of generic stats increases. Uh, okay. I'm not 100% sure. It doesn't really, you know, it doesn't give you a lot of info on that, you know? No, no, it does not. <laughs> I didn't even know what those hearts did for the longest time. Well, let's talk about those hearts because those hearts are an item and there are items in this game that aren't just weapons. That's true. And you have access to your items as one of your sub menus. You can use them at almost any time. That's right. And if you're lucky enough, you know, the Genesis, this was built for the three button controller, but it also has, yeah. if you happen to have the six button, you can, the X, Y, Z are all like shortcuts to your weapons, your food, your items, you know? Yeah. And luckily I was playing this uh, as we'll get to later on the switch. And it also emulates having a six button controller. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's nice. Oh, very nice. And so uh, the items in this game are mainly, you know, items that replenish your stats. Sure, yeah. And, you know, you're going to find cheese, fish, ham, beef, and those are all ones that will refill your hit points all by different amounts. I do want to point out that the the beef, it's actually roast beast, according to the manual, so, um, which sounds more delicious, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, Dr. Seuss would be proud, or at least the Grinch. Well, it has blue fur, so maybe it's a mutant. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, there's also... uh, Items that restore your SP or your magic. And those are the orange, the apple, the pear, and grapes. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was interesting that the grapes are the ones that refill you all the way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I do want to say all their food, like the little icons, they, they, they do look like delicious in a cartoony way. Yeah, they're great. Uh, then you have ones that also heal both. And that's the mushroom, the lettuce, the garlic, and the orange mushroom restores all of it. Yeah. So, you know, um, and these are all pretty common as well throughout the game, so... You will find them dropped by some enemies. Yeah, and um, you can recover both your your hit points and your spell points at different times by just holding still, kind of uh, like ease, you know? Mm-hmm. And you get bonuses to that, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's pretty <coughs> slow, but um, I don't know. I, I just I found myself always with way more food than I, I really needed, you know? Yeah. You also find them in chests as you progress through these areas. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or just sitting out. And like you said, I always had plenty. A lot of times towards the end of the game, uh, I would just make sure I was like, well, I'll just use whatever I find to top myself off. Yeah, might as well. You know, I, I have <laughs> nothing else to do with it. Now, we also mentioned that you have these uh, mystical spirits you can summon. And there are items that help with that as well. The different call items. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, each different spirit has its own specific call item. And they take the form of like a, a vase, a lamp, a mirror, and like a potato. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> or a yam. Maybe it's the yams, the powers that be. Um, and are there is there only one per spirit? You know what I mean? Like You mean like one available in the game? Yeah. No, I had uh, multiples of at least two of them. Oh, okay. I, I, I only bumped up against one of each, so I was like, man, that seems kind of lame if there really was only one, you know? Yeah, and those are used, uh, you can either use them right away and it'll summon the spirit, or if you use your light ball on it, it will summon the spirit, but also give you an item. Yeah, like you put it down, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. And you can set any item down by clicking on it or whatever, and then hitting the select or start button. Yeah. Whatever it's called on the Genesis. Which took me a minute <laughs> to figure out. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, now, the water person, uh, you get beef from them. From the fire dude, you get an Omega Sword with 20 hits. Uh, you get a heart from the shade. And uh, the earth dude, you get an elixir. Cool, yeah. It's good stuff. And then also, like you said, when you do kill certain enemies, you find hearts. And according to this thing I'm reading, uh, a heart increases your rank, which is your level by one, and increases your hit points by two. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then there are elixirs in the game, and I only found a couple of those as well. Yeah, I, I didn't have many, but I, I held on to them forever. <laughs> well, so did I, and it actually saved my butt at the final boss, so. Oh, okay, okay. And they act as like a fairy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, because if when, you forget anything, you know, like. Yeah, when your hit points, hit points, hit points, <laughs> when your hit points hit zero, it'll just restore everything to full. It's actually even better than a fairy, so. That's true, yeah, yeah. And then as you make your way around the magical land of Oasis, what's it called? Does it have a name? Um, the Kingdom? Uh, it's the Kingdom of Oasis. So as you wander around Oasis, uh, you're also going to find special items when you beat little bosses or finish areas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the first one you come across is Gwen's Pendant, your sister. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one that gives you your HP back over time when you're outside in sunlight. Yeah, yeah. You also get the key of time and space, which... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lets you use warp doors so that's always a big bonus yeah those were very confusing to me at first yeah yeah same here kind of <laughs> because the way the warps work is that you can see them when you're in your spirit form of your one familiar or whatever it is but you can't interact with it you have to quit that and then use your light ball on it where you saw it before but the lining up of it was always awkward yeah that light ball is a little tricky to handle you know yeah. Sometimes. And that's one of them. It reminds me of the giant Mario Kart tournament we had in college. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you recall, but the name of it was the tournament for the champion of time and space. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the champion's prize was the Muppets in Space microphone from perhaps Burger King? I was one of those. Yeah, it was definitely fast food. I don't remember from where. <laughs> and as champion, you got to use that microphone to taunt your opponents until you lost it. It was... Uh... An annoying thing. It was fun. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a good time. Now, the next item you're going to find is the spirit ring. And it just makes your SP or magic points refill over time. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're not using a spirit yes. at the time, you know, which we'll talk about them in a minute. And I cheesed this a lot because since I was playing it on the Genesis collection, it also, in addition to its rewind function, has a fast forward function. Oh, nice. So I could just sit there and fast forward and watch that meter zip. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's super cool because, man, walking around this game is slow. It's, um, yeah, it's it's one thing like, um, you know, similar to Ease where it's like, yeah, if you hold still, you get your life back. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be doing a lot of waiting then. Yeah. Just being me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I'm like, just fill it up at the end of the battle. Who cares? <laughs> right. Uh, and then following the spirit ring, you're going to find the large cube. Oh, yeah. The, or the sun charm. The manual calls it that. That's a better name than the large cube. It is, well, I mean, you know, nothing against cubes, small or large. And that's just like a MacGuffin in the storyline. Yeah, it does increase the rate that your HP and SP. Oh, uh, uh, no, that's the that's the final one. The charm amulet. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't know about the cube. <laughs> no, the cube is where that evil spirit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. But no, the charm amulet, yeah, it increases your HP and SP uh, recovery when you're outside. But by the time you have this, it doesn't really matter. That's true, yeah. It is, it's a late game addition. But the thing that makes this game really interesting is the spells 
or your familiars and the weapons you get, because you're not just beholden to that knife we talked about earlier. Tis true. Now, m- the main weapon you start out with is Ali's knife, and it has a, a very short range. Mm-hmm. Almost frustratingly short. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of got used to it, but it, it's not much longer. Like, I think your kicks are just as long of a range <laughs> as it is, you know? Yeah, and let's let's talk about that, because we haven't mentioned the kicks at all. When you attack, you can also press forward while you're attacking, and you'll go into, like, kick mode. If you, um, yeah, if you, it's, it's rapid presses of the button. Like you'll, you know, at first you'll start stabbing, but if you go fast enough, long enough, you'll start going, doing just like super quick kicks and stuff like Chun Li style. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's, I mean, this is one of the things I think that's an appeal of this game is that it is very much like an overhead beat em up. Your attacks yes. behave the same way. The enemies kind of, you know, follow similar patterns. You know, you do have other moves, like you have your spin slash, where if you do a 360 on your D-pad and your knife yeah. button, you get that. Although I never got that to work well. I was able to do that pretty reliably. Um, there's other stuff I, I read about, but couldn't manage to do, you know. Yeah, and what I, I also read about these special moves, and I did them on accident sometimes, like that weird flip. Yeah, there's yeah, it's like when you're getting up or something. I don't know. I, I couldn't. No, no. I, I there is a rolling move I could do pretty reliably where it's like forward, back, forward, and then your attack, and you'll do a roll that'll hit them a few times. Okay. As you know, and uh, we should also mention you can uh, dash or run if you press. You know, you double tap forward or really any direction, whichever mm-hmm. way you're facing, uh, and you'll start going. And then if you get your knife out, then you can do like this, <laughs> this weird like charge where it's like you have your knife out and you're not stabbing them repeatedly but you are hurting them repeatedly and get like i could get like five six seven hits with that you know yeah and then if you tap it again you can do like a flip that will hurt them and throw them yeah it's crazy like they they really put a lot for only using one button (laughs) yeah i just wish they were a little clearer on it there was that one area that gives you some tips in those books but there was no other place that really let you know how to do the rest of the combat and i would have kind of enjoyed like a a primer on that somewhere yeah i i think that it does do a good job kind of of tapping into this similar logic that you would use in say a golden axe or whatever you know what i mean where yeah. like with the run the jump like just knocking people down and and stuff i don't know i really like the combat so spoilers for the review part but now the knife let's we're gonna talk about the weapons for a second yeah. the knife let's say uh has a base 10 damage okay and then all the other numbers we're going to go are base off that okay now of course these all increase as you level up like you said i believe so yeah and uh your the other main weapon you're going to use are swords yes and there's the standard sword and it's a a 50 Mm -hmm. in damage so that's a quite an increase of the from the 10 of the knife yeah yeah it has a much bigger range yeah that's i mean it is very strong but the range is a big help too you know Oh, yeah. And when you do your slash with it, it covers a huge area. Yeah. I, um, like many weapons, you know, I oversaved them. So uh, I see. Well, at least the first time I was playing through this game. But, uh, anyways, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> next up, you have the broadsword. It's 10 more at 60 damage. And the other thing I like is that each sword does look different, which is cool, not only in your inventory, but when you hold it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's just stronger. Uh, same with the death sword Ooh. at 70 yeah, yeah. damage. Uh, but, the big one is the Omega Sword, and it does 80 damage. So that's 90 more than the knife. Yeah, and it's like a flaming sword, so it's pretty Yeah, awesome. so it'll also catch stuff on fire or light uh, torches or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which you'll be doing quite a bit of later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you have bows, and they're actually all uh, not. They're all crossbows, actually. Yeah. Even the bow, which is the basic one at 30 damage. Right. Then you have the fire bow, and uh, it's 40 damage, but it also shoots a fire arrow, so that catches things on fire also. Yep, yep. Uh, Then you have the metal bow, and the first two have a shorter range. They don't go across the entire screen. Right, right. But the metal bow does, although it does not have the fire aspect. Right. And it does 50 damage. And it also will shoot through multiple enemies, right? Like, in a row? I don't... Perhaps. I really didn't use the metal bow very much. (laughs) Me either. I was hoping you did. <laughs> uh, because then there's the atomic bow. Yeah. And it does uh, 80 damage and it explodes when it hits. Yeah. So pretty awesome. It is extremely awesome. And then uh, finally, we have bombs. And bombs are very interesting the way they're used in this game. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Um, they are strange, kind of. Yeah. Because you can use them to like 
trigger buttons. Yeah, yeah. And then they also have like a time delay on them that's kind of hard to gauge. Yeah, I never, I mean, I always just tried to, if I, it's only hard if you're throwing them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which you can do and you or have, roll if you're crouching them. Oh, I didn't realize you could roll them at all. So now the uh, standard bomb does 50 damage and that's, you know, does the things we said. Uh, then you have the power bomb, which does 60. Nothing that big of a deal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but then you finally have the hyper bomb and that's 80. And it makes like a mini explosion around it. So you can get multiple hits off of it. Yeah, it's kind of like the atomic bow, right? Aren't they the similar? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And then if you're pretty crafty, hidden throughout the world are a special class of items. Oh, yeah. Or weapons or? The infinite weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is the fire bow, the infinite fire bow, uh, the infinite hyper bomb, the infinite atomic bow, the infinite omega sword, and the infinite metal bow. And those act just like they're other counterparts except for they never break whereas with each of the other weapons we've talked about they'll have a number in the corner uh and every time you use one and get a hit with it if it's a sword or if you just use it in general with a bomb or a bow it goes down by one yeah so if you have a tin broadsword you get 10 hits with that broadsword yeah or if you have a tin bomb you can throw out 10 different bombs yeah yeah pretty pretty uh self-explanatory um i'm glad that they tell you how many you have left, you know? Agreed. And did you, uh, spoilers uh, for the future, did you get any of these infinite weapons? I did not. Oh, I got three of them. Oh, wow. I I, I don't know. I kept putting it off, you know, and I was like, maybe I'll try them, you know, towards the end. And uh... One of them was an uh, absolute nightmare. <laughs> okay. I, ca I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about those when we when you would get to them in the game. Okay, cool, cool. And then finally, we have the the spirits, the magics, the summons. Yeah. Yeah, and there. Um, this was one of the things I knew about this game before going in. You know, so I kind uh -huh. of assumed I was like, "Oh, this will be like Secret of Mana or Mana." You know, oh yeah, but, uh, it's really not. It's a different beast entirely. No, uh, a better one, I think. Yeah, these um, very so throughout the game, you get access to these different spirits, one for the different elements, and they all have different powers and different things they do. Uh, but only when you summon them and they're out on the field, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you start, the first one you get is Ditto or Daito. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's Ditto. I don't know. But um, my daughter referred to it as Daito. So that's why I keep hearing that in my mind. I, when I see a Y, I think long I, you know, I don't know. I'm the same way. But yeah. Um, yeah. And D Daito is your water gym or your water gym. Daito is your water spirit. Yeah. She can be summoned from. You like rivers, you know, sometimes there'll be steam coming out, you know, different things. So, yeah, let's talk about that for just a moment. To summon any of these guys, once you have access to them, you have to shoot your light ball into their element. Yeah. And that's really cool the way they handle it, especially with Dido. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like there's water everywhere. Sometimes enemies, you know, if they're water themed or whatever there's a place that that took me a minute i remember mm -hmm. <laughs> you can summon through there if there's even just a trickle of water down the crack uh the back of a wall you can use that to summon her it's really cool yeah yeah i do okay there's at least one place where it's like you'd have to summon her from there's like a puddle of water and drops oh yeah and you have the timing on that <laughs> yeah i was like come on just put a little puddle like that i don't know it's, that timing it can get a little rough yeah yeah but other than that it's usually more just like oh i didn't realize there's water over here or you know eh. and i think they use that pretty well throughout the game you know for puzzle purposes oh yeah for sure so once you've summoned daito the water spirit who looks awesome by the way yeah she's like a, a little fairy with really cool big wings i really like the wings like they're almost like dragonfly wings yeah, yeah, totally. Now, uh, like we said, all of these summons have three attacks. You have your tap, your double tap, and then your hold. And it happens when you release the hold. Right. And her tap is useless. It's that bubble throw. Yeah, it's too slow to use in combat effectively. At all. Like, there, you'll never hit anything you want to with it. No, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. mainly used to douse fires. Right, yeah. You know, like, block your path or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But mainly block your path. Right. Uh, more importantly is her double tap power, the most important one of all. Yes. And that's just a healing. Yeah. Healing spell. It's great. It's really strong. Does a lot of healing for you. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't like use up too much of her magic because while you have a spirit summoned, your magic meter is slowly dropping. Correct. And then when you use a spell, it drops a chunk of whatever that spell cost. Mm -hmm. And then once that uh, meter is gone, 
the spirit disappears. Yeah, yeah. And now, did you notice at all a progression kind of of the healing getting more efficient? Well, I guess maybe it's just that you're getting more spell points. I think that might have been it. Yeah, I I think the way the display works, yeah. And then you can hit all three buttons if you want to uh, get rid of your your summon. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, But we, we need to talk about the final magic from Ditto and Dido, and that is the magic storm. Yeah, she summons or turns into kind of a watery tornado and uh, just bounces around the room, hurting it. I feel like you have some control over it. Like, it tries to stay close to you. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's very odd. Uh, It can be a savior in certain boss fights. Yeah. But can also be very frustrating when it just bounces around away from the boss. That's true. Yeah, that's, I mean, to be honest, one of I didn't really use it much except for bosses. Uh, Same here. And then the next uh, spirit you will get is the fire spirit. And my personal favorite. Uh, Same here. Yeah. (laughs) Efreet. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he looks super cool. He's like a big, muscular fire dude. Almost a genie looking guy. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, very well animated. You know, there's flames coming off him and stuff. Yeah. Looks really cool. And in addition to just flying around, Efreet's nice because he will beat up enemies while he's out. Yeah, he's, He's very strong. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, I would just keep him out as almost as often as I could afford, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, in one of the special areas to get uh, your, I think, the sword, the infinite mm-hmm. sword, it's a dungeon of 100 levels. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's the only way I was able to get through it. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, the 100. It's like in a pit or something? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks to his punching powers, I was able to tear through many a level in seconds. Okay, cool. I, yeah, I can imagine. I just a lot of times it's like well, just summon him and let him do the work. Like he doesn't oh, yeah. take damage, you know. Not at all. And he stays pretty close to you for for the most part. Yeah. Now, if you tap A, you get his fire breath, exactly what you'd think. Yep. And it always shoots the direction he's looking. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's easier to aim than that bubble thing. Yeah, but still not easy to aim. Yeah, yeah, it's more utilitary burning things that, to get them out of your way, you know? Mm-hmm. And then if you double tap with him, you get a like a fireball attack where he shoots off like a fireball, and I never found this useful. No, I didn't really either. Um, isn't there a place where you have to race? Isn't that one of the... Oh, I tried that thing so many times that I just gave up. I, <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried it. That was the only time I really used it much. That was, I did tw- not... that was 20 minutes of my life wasted. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't mess with that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you're a smarter man than I was. <laughs> and I was cheating, too. I was like, I c- if I can just shave off a half a second here. Yeah, I was like, yeah. how do you even do this? So anyways. Yeah. You have to be more exacting than I cared to do. Yeah, I just don't have that fine of control over this guy. Now, his final attack is also pretty handy, and that is his uh, his melt bomber attack. Yeah, so just shoots fire all over the place and is pretty cool. Yeah, hits everything on the screen. Very strong. And um, he can be summoned from, you know, there's fires, torches. Yep. Um, you can or also... Lava. Yeah, you know, lava. Yeah, yeah. If you're um, if you're quick enough and you throw a bomb, you can yeah. shoot it when it explodes to get him out of there, which I thought was awesome. But, that is pretty cool. Or a fire arrow. Yeah. I, I didn't use it much, but when I discovered it, I was like, oh, neat. Neat little, neat little touch. It very much is. Uh, next up is uh, one of the more unusual spirits well more there's only four of them so it's the most unusual one and that is shade the shadow spirit shadow because he only has two he doesn't have all three of his uh, attacks that's true yeah you have a tap which is the dark claw yeah his which looks neat because he looks two-dimensional on the ground you know right well i'll start from the beginning when you summon shade he doesn't appear as a second creature right right he appears as a shadow you, so there's like two of you. Yes. And when you attack, you get the benefit of that second person. Yeah, he's uh, it, which can add up quick. Very much so. Uh, and then in addition to that, when Shade is out and you're hit, he will take the damage for you some of the time. Yeah. Um, and then that just hurts your SP. Cool. Oh, yeah. I also relied on that a lot towards the end of the game. Yeah. Or if you um, fall into a pit when he is out, he will pull you back up out faster and i I think he protects you from damage right correct you don't take any damage so those things are all just baseline awesome that just happen while he is summoned yeah but then he has a the dark claw which you tap and then have a shadow of you two-dimensionally snakes out and does that does that hurt creatures 
Uh, maybe. I didn't use it that way. Um, no, the manual it's... does say it can attack enemies. Okay. So, but... but it's mainly used for picking up um, items or opening chests across gaps. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the spikes. But... Yeah, yeah. It operates very similar to a hook shot in a sort of way to grapple your way over mm -hmm. gaps, you know. And then uh, if you charge his magic button, then you get the weirder uh, power of his. Yeah, you get your, like, doppelganger, and then you're, like, it's actually like ast projected. Yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> yeah. like astral form of Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Like, your body sits there, and then your astral form can walk around, and, and it can't get hurt. Yeah, and, you know, there's mostly a puzzle thing, or, you know, you can just go scout around while you're invincible, uh, you know, which is nice. You um, can sit on two buttons that way. Yeah. But yeah, mainly it's I, used to locate the the teleport spots, the the dimensional mm -hmm. warps. What are they called? Uh, warp gates? The warp gates. But I was not impressed by this power. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I, I thought it was a neat idea. Like, I like that he is summoned from reflective things, you know? Yeah, so you can summon him from, well, I guess it's just those, like, weird crystals and mirrors. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, you know. Uh, then we have our final spirit, and that is Bo, the oddly named Earth Spirit. Yeah, or Plant Spirit, the manual says. Okay. Um, this is uh He should not Audrey be named Bo, <laughs> first of all, since you can have a bow in your inventory as a weapon. It's uh, Maybe it's bow. Uh, either way, it's spelled the same, I don't like it. But yeah, you are <laughs> correct. This is uh, Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, and um, it's pretty cool. Like Ifrit, it will... Bow will attack anything nearby. But it is anchored to its planted spot from wherever you summon it. Yeah. And at first, that is just like where you, you know, hit some greenery with your light ball. Mm -hmm. But you can double tap to pull it to your specific spot. Right. Yeah. And then you can make it attack by tapping your button. But I don't understand why you would do that because it normally just attacks things. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and I mean, it's not very complicated AI, so it's just no. like, if something comes nearby, eat it. It's mainly useful because you need to summon it to destroy these specific green grates. Yeah, there are some doors that only Bo can open, essentially. And then if you hold down your button and release it, uh, Bo uh, swells and pops and releases a bunch of spores. Yeah, your poison pollen. Um, I didn't use it much. Seemed pretty unnecessary. I guess it slows down the enemies. Yeah, yeah, it like stuns him. I whenever I had Bo, it was like I'm going to need him to open a door or something. Yeah, so I'm using him. If there are enemies, I will shoot him out, and he will eat them. So <laughs> I didn't feel the need to use another. You know what I mean? Like a screen oh, yeah. killer, clearer. Uh, same here. So as this game has hit points and magic points, uh, when your hit points hit zero, you die, and that is it. There are no lives in this game. Right, right. And when you do die. Where do you go back to? I think your last save, because you, you can save almost, you know, I don't think, can, you can't save in dungeons, right? But you can save anywhere else outside, right? Sure. I, I save stated, so I don't know. <laughs> but you do have, uh, in the game, three different save slots. Correct. Hmm. Well, Nick, this is um, a game published by Sega. They're not known for the greatest uh, manuals in the world, but there's a lot of information in here. How do they do on getting that info out to the masses? Um, I think they did a fine job. Um, okay. It's not a not a super crazy manual. It's uh, 23 pages. It's all black and white, and there is no artwork. None at all? No. You do have some, uh, you know, there's like screenshots, and it, it does... You know, it does everything you'd want. You know, there's a little bit of story, nothing too crazy. Um, basically, the opening of the game where, you know, it tells you about your Prince Ali. You find a gold armlet on an island. I thought you were going to start singing that song from Aladdin. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I actually thought about it. But I was like, I don't know the right words. So, <laughs> you know, I just watched it a couple weeks ago and I don't either. Is it Prince Ali? Generous he, Ali Ababwa? I, I don't know. I, I realized... Um, all of our Disney fans are going to be so mad at us right now. Oh, man. Well, uh, I, I, I've always had this problem since I was a kid where if I did not understand a lyric, I would just make something up, usually gibberish, that it just sounded right to me. 
to just fill it in while I was, you know? And so when I started thinking about that song, I was like, nope, I just made up some words a long time ago and they've just stuck <laughs> for 30 years or whatever. All so, right. <laughs> Well, don't worry, uh, listeners. I-, I will rewatch that movie when we play the Genesis and Sega games back to back in the future. Ooh, I-, I look forward to comparing them because it's a contentious topic on which is the best Aladdin. It is. Uh-huh. But yeah, anyway, so Prince Ali finds his the golden armlet on an island where I guess you were just raiding for treasure or something. And you're he, like, a, you're like a treasure hunter prince. Apparently. Yeah. Pretty cool guy. Uh, so he slide that uh, bad boy on. And also they say the word armlet a lot in this game. Yep. Yeah. But I really wanted it to be any other word. I kept reading amulet or armlet just looks very <laughs> awkward when typed out. It could have, they could have just used bracer, right? Or that's I what know. I thought it was, you know, traditionally called in the dungeons and dragons world. Right, right. But I, I think armlet works, but it is a bit confusing because it's uncommon word, mm-hmm. you know. But, so you have the silver armlet. I'm sorry, you have the gold armlet. You have armlet. the gold one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, and, I just gave away the crux of the story. Bum, bum. But yeah, no, you then get like a telepathic message or something from the past that tells you like, this is the gold armlet. You have to find the silver one. There was once a great battle, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, it's not. Only you can prevent forest there. fires. Yeah. Only you can do it. Uncle Sam wants you to get the silver amulet. Armlet. Damn. I know, right? That was my problem constantly. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyways, um, yeah, you get some story. It does a fine job of, you know, if pretty utilitarian-wise of busting out your controls, your spirits, your weapons, food, items, you mm-hmm. know, the things we went over. They're all there uh, logically and clearly. So, you know, eh. But yeah, no flash, no, not, not a whole lot of style to this manual, but uh, it's a, a fine one regardless. Do they go over any of the special moves or is it just the standard attacks? Oh, uh, it talks about a few of them. I don't think it does all of them. Okay. And then is there a, a notes section? Nope. No notes. Mm, bummer. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Beyond Oasis? Um, I had none. I, <laughs> I never heard of it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So um, I did play through it about six months ago. How did it show wow. up on your radar then? Uh, it's just something I, for a while now, had always heard good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, too, had no knowledge of it as a kid. I, I read about it growing uh, later as a good RPG on the, the Sega uh, systems. And then it's always on these collections I keep buying. And I I've, I right. played like the first three minutes of it at least two, four times. And I was like, well, this oh, looks okay, cool. Okay. But I never like sat in and really gave it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, well, like my first encounter, I... Uh, Besides your six months did, ago beating it. Right, right. I, I beat it again. Um, I, I kind of blasted through it pretty quick. Um, so you beat it again and you still didn't get any of those uh, super weapons? I just, man, I wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I, I kept, I, just like the first time, I was like, oh, I'll do it later. And then, you know, I beat the game. I'll come back and do it. And I didn't. Oh, no, you want to get didn't. them as early <laughs> as you can. Well, yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I sat down. I think I played this, whew, like, six, seven times for about an hour yeah. or more each time. Okay, okay. And I cheated my pants off. I, I used that re- rewind feature. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was taking a lot of damage, I was like, no, I'm doing this fight over again. <laughs> so... I mean, I replayed a uh, a good chunk of it over and over and over again, which is mainly the the challenges to get your super items. Right. I, yeah. See, I, I didn't really mess with them, and I know the first time I beat it, it told you know because I think it tells you your game time at the end, and I had like six hours and four minutes on the dot, and this time it was like I thought it would be a lot faster, but it was still only like it was like five hours and thirty minutes or something. There's a lot of running around that you just can't get over in the game. There's well, I, I thought because, you know, we'll talk about it in our uh, level by level section, but I did a lot of dumb things, especially the first time where I, I just misinterpreted um, a puzzle or what you need oh, to okay. do and then just thought I, I could do it a harder way. And then once I figured it out, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm dumb. So, you know, this time I really felt like it would be more, a lot shorter because, yeah, I, I'll get that stuff right the first time, but it didn't really. Uh, I will also say that in addition to rewinding a lot, I... You made great use of the fast forward feature because uh, the text in this game is agonizingly slow. And so oh, is your walking speed. I, I mean, I was always running, so well, I, was I didn't really fast forward running. So, OK, OK. But I did beat the game and uh, I even took a p- screenshot of my final 
uh, screen. I don't know if you want to compare oh, any sure. of those stats yeah. later on. I, I have mine. Yeah. Oh, good. For sure. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of the show. And I would just like to start by saying that there are so many cool ideas in this game, but just not enough to do with any of them. It is. Yeah, it's this is a, a weird game that I like. It has a lot of neat little things. I agree. I, I liked it a lot. But it's um, it, it's also not like represented properly because it's more of like like I, I really a lot of it is like it's an overhead beat em up. As yes. Compared to. A Zelda clone. A, yeah, yeah, which, you know, that's what people tend to dismiss anything with this viewpoint as, you know? Yeah, my biggest problem with the game is just that any of the really cool things, I didn't get to do as much as I wanted. Like, I didn't yeah. have as many reasons to, you know, use some of the weird powers of the spirits or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you're in combat outside of a boss, you're not going to be using up your magic if you don't, you know, have a way of getting it back easily. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, like like we kind of mentioned before for me like by the last third of the game maybe even earlier than that um it was like i i was running out of space to keep all my food and stuff so i just started being like well screw it i'm just gonna have this afrit on all the time and okay <laughs> just let him kill everything or you know especially in certain areas like because i would have so many of these like pomegranates or whatever you know mm. everyone loves a good pomegranate like, uh, yeah yeah CD. Now, graphically, this game is really nice. It's got huge, beautiful sprites and a lot of animation. Yeah, yeah. The the backgrounds are really colorful. And the enemies have a lot of really interesting designs. Yeah, yeah, especially the bosses. Oh, man. the bosses um, are amazing. They are huge and much more animated than you would expect for such a large creature. Yeah, yeah. I was really like that dragon and stuff. Like, it's like, wow. Like, I, I don't know. It, um, it's, you know, it is a very late Sega game, so it's like, man, they really had mastered some stuff, mm -hmm. you know, by this point in 95. But like all the running water, the fire, all those kind of things, these all had really cool animations and effects with them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the subtle color changes for the different areas, I thought it was nice that it really lets you understand that you were in a different area. You could remember, oh, that purpley area, that's the top left of the map, not the woods in the bottom yeah. area, you know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a really cool looking, great looking game. Um, I and I love the music too. Um, really good. I've music. seen it. Yeah, I I guess it's kind of divisive online. Like some Yuzo Koshiro fans think it's some of his worst stuff. Well, I mean, but it's still better than a lot of other things we've played. <laughs> well, I mean, I it, it's a very like it's very you know it's got its like cinematic. It's very like a fantastic fantastic music you know but at the same time it's not it's not getting up in your it's not earworming you really you know what i mean yeah. it's more of a i don't want to say sedated but it's not it's not fighting for your attention like i think a lot of his previous works would have yeah you know? and then another thing i want to talk about when i'm talking about the enemies is uh not only do they have some really nice graphics and interesting sprites the one thing that did stand out to me though is that the enemies were sometimes so varied they almost looked like they were from different properties yeah i mean yeah. like you know you have like the really hardcore like you know enemies you're fighting that are like knights and skeleton men and stuff like that. And then you have like those really yeah. goofy floppy slimes. Yeah, they just look like a puddle or whatever. Yeah, or, <laughs> or the rat men. The rat men seemed a little too like goofy. Yeah, I mean yeah. not yeah, in a bad a way. I mean I guess I said you know a little too goofy. It's just they almost were from a different. I don't know. Like I didn't want to encounter them later on when I'm fighting these insane like super knights. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, while all of them, disparate styles aside, uh, you know, this is very much like a beat-em-up where, okay, you've got eight to ten enemies, and you're going to fight a bunch of colors of them. They all look good, yeah. but there's not a huge variety in those sprites. When you, you hit know? the grays, that's those are the tough ones. you got to watch out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I really like the combat um, and controls and stuff. Like, it took me a minute. The, the crouch, I don't know if it's worth it like did you really need a crouch no. it's kind of cool that you can it do only it exists around. to go underneath certain traps yeah and 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 to hit like snakes there are a few enemies that like crouch and you can stab them i hate the snakes <laughs> and the fish my two least least favorite enemies oh i just yeah i rarely fought them um if i could help yeah the them. problem is you do have to fight like uh snakes to like clear out rooms and get chests and stuff sometimes yeah, yeah, I always found like uh, bombs were my favorite for fighting snakes because I didn't have to really aim them. That works. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about this weapon system. Oh yeah, okay. Let's talk. Uh, you know, at first I was 
a little taken aback that such an early game is going to have disposable weapons. Right, but, right. Uh, you know, spoiler alert for uh, your life, you have been playing <laughs> the new Zelda game. By new, I that's mean like true. three years uh, old. That's that's a, that's pretty that's pretty good for me, man. I'm usually behind. yes, indeed, and it also famously features uh, disposable weapons. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean I only ever encountered that in RPGs like the Final Fantasy Legend or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so it wasn't my first encounter, but it's it's I don't mind it. You know, no. but I don't know how much it actually adds. You know what I mean? Like, I can see where it's like, well, this way you're not just using the same weapon all the time, which I like. Yeah, I just feel like in this game, they really give you so many weapons that it doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's not like there's not a very long, a big progression of weapons either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that you're not. And then towards the end of the game, when you do find any weapons, you get like 50 uses out of them or something ridiculous. <laughs> You see, I, that's one other reason that I didn't really check out the, or go get those infinite right. weapons because I was like, I mean, I, I have well, so many I was already. Af- I was like afraid of, of getting, I didn't know how it was going to be. So I was like, well, I better get these because if they exist, they, they're they obviously really good. You need them. Well, I mean, there's pretty strong weapons. Yeah. So. And I mean, the let's talk about the infinite weapons for a second. I feel like those challenges are there for, you know, a lot of people that have already played the game and want like, like a new challenge inside the game more than having that special weapon for the last quarter of the game or whatnot right right and it, which you know and kind of going along with that um the way that the game's ending like it gives you your score and stuff like it, it's kind of weird because you know it challenges you to beat the game again and beat your score but you do that by you know there's certain things like your time but also mainly it's your rank you know your yeah to, to get like the best score, you have to play the game while getting as few of those hearts that, you know what I mean, power you yes. up. So it's kind of, you know, it's like a challenge, self-challenge. Oh, kind of and thing. we totally forgot to mention a thing during our gameplay segment. Oh. Okay. And that is the, the gems that power up your, your summons. Ah, yes, that's right. And that's like a whole separate set of side quests if you really want to go deep and trying to find them all. Yeah, because what are there, like 16 per element i, I guess i i think the most i got for anyone was like 14 uh, yeah i didn't i had like 10 or 12 i don't know how many there are uh, and, and i mean a lot of them aren't hard to find you know no, but a lot of them do require going back into levels you've previously yeah. been through yeah 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 it's um and you know that's kind of you know similar to breath of the wild with their shrines you know what i mean where it's like these are are around and you can go looking for them, but you don't have to. I guess it's, you kind of do for the shrines, but yeah. <laughs> like, for some of them anyways. But, you know, these are, I guess, or maybe more like Korok seeds. You know, they're just, they're out there. They help, but they're not required, you know? Indeed. It's nice. I, it gives you something to look for, I guess, that's has has some benefit. You know? Yeah, and early in the game, you're going to see lots of places where you could later use the shade ability that you don't have. And that's where, like, a big chunk of the backtracking ones come from. Yeah. Now, this game does give you an overworld map, which is almost useless. It looks cool, but it is not really. <laughs> um, other than being like, well, I guess I go northeast mm-hmm. or, you know, just head straight up. That's that's the only. I would like to see a, a actual map of the game because I have a feeling that it's much smaller than it is in my mind. Yeah, I and that's one thing I don't like about this game. It does something in a few. I mean, I mainly only noticed it in the forests kind of near the beginning. But, you know, you'll get to the edge of the forest. Right. And it, it, it there's not like a wall of bushes. right? You know, it's like it looks like this. I could go to another screen if I press right here, but it just doesn't. You know, yeah. like you have these kind of arbitrary screen ends where I'm like, you couldn't just put another tree there or something. Yeah, a row know? of some rocks, anything. I, I'm with you on that one because I would frequently forget that it goes no you know what i mean so i mean believe me i checked that thing like eight times so they're like oh what's over here i forget and it's like oh nothing stupid <laughs> still nothing uh, overall i really like the design of the the city the towns and the other npcs you come across yeah, yeah. that kind of uh arabian kind of generic middle eastern flair without being ridiculous or getting into any kind of like problematic territory <laughs> yeah yeah which is a, it's a it's an interesting mix there because you know you're prince ali yeah who is very white with bright blonde hair so like and all of the you know like the knights are very european looking you know the castles look like that but then some of the stuff looks 
more you know, Middle Eastern or Mediterranean. So it's like, I don't know what, you know, I, I feel like they were just picking and grabbing different things they liked and just throwing it in together. Yeah, I can definitely know? see that. But yeah, it, it's kind of goofy, but it doesn't really hurt the game, I don't think. No. All right, folks, that wraps up part one. That's right, part one of Beyond Oasis for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Oh, yeah. Of course, next week, we're going to finish this up. We're going to make our way through every chunk of the game and talk about all its amazing and interesting boss fights and give you our review. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Indeed. So if you don't have this game or haven't played it yet, you actually probably already own this game. If you own any Sega collection or device that's come out in the past few years, it's on there. Go play it. Check it out. Please do so. It's totally worth it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. And if you want to let us know if you've played this game or if you haven't, if you hate this game, do you know what fast food franchise had the Muppets in Space microphone? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. And while you're at it, let us know what those Aladdin lyrics are, too. Are they offensive? Should we avoid them? It's all there. Cartridgecommand at gmail.com. I've also never seen Muppets in Space. So if it's a good movie, let me know. Tell me if I should check it out. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. I think because that was after Treasure Island. I think Muppet Treasure Island's the last I, one. I same saw. here. Yep. I don't. I don't even know if I saw the whole thing either. I don't know. I feel like it was on. Yeah. I. I got. I got. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to let us know any of those things, you can also reach us on Facebook at Cartridge Command, on the Twitterverse at Cart Command, and if you have an extra dollar to five to five hundred, you can always swing by patreon.com slash cartridge command where some awesome people give money to us every month to make this show possible yeah thanks guys we really appreciate it uh things have been a little crazy the past few weeks with the uh returning to work amongst this uh whole crazy new pandemic world Uh, we apologize for any delays and whatnot but i think we're back on track and uh you know hey if every one of our listeners gave us five bucks then we wouldn't even have to have real jobs we could just do this full time oh man it the is dream. the dream, and uh, I'm going to keep dreaming it because I do appreciate every one of them that gives to us now. But hey, if more could give, that would be awesome, and we would appreciate that as well. So thank you all so very, very much. Super and cool. as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Game on. Game on.